accident. She had been left with three children, two boys, who at the time had been aged four and six, and a wee baby girl of eighteen months. There wasn't a day that passed that Aggie didn't thank God for her brother, John Chapman, and his wife, Mary. John was a farm labourer, and Mary worked in the dairy on the same farm. They had no children of their own, living in a tied cottage on the biggest farm in Waltham. These two kind, hard-working relations were lifesavers to Aggie and her brood, keeping them supplied with fresh vegetables, rabbits, and the odd chicken, not forgetting the fact that they also shared their ration of free milk with Aggie. Emma Pearson took up the challenge. She had a plain, no-nonsense look on her face, as she quickly said, I've never thought we were hard done by. Born and bred here, I felt privileged all my life. I don't think this village is the back of beyond. Quite the reverse, actually. Bit of God's own country, North Waltham is. And always will be. It's only twelve miles north of Winchester and seven miles to Basingstoke, if you want to do a big shop. As Kate said, what this Mrs. Miles has told us this afternoon has brought home to us just how lucky we all are. It has made us aware of those poor little mites that have spent years shut away in homes. I think my two children have a lot to be grateful for. They've never known what it is to have to go without a meal. They've always been surrounded by folk that love them dearly. Emma's husband, Sam, the local blacksmith, was a burly man who looked tough enough to rip a man's head from his shoulders, yet was as gentle as a lamb when dealing with their two daughters. Emily, aged nine, and Bella, who had been born just eleven months earlier. They were like twins, because wherever you saw one girl, the other was sure to be within a very short distance. Emily had been given her grandma's Christian name, but God alone knew where Sam had come up with the name of Arabella for their second child, though the only time her name had been used as a whole was at her christening. Emma smiled with pleasure when she thought of her two girls. They were as alike as two peas in a pod. Slim and pretty, with thick, glossy, chestnut-coloured hair that hung well below their shoulders, and the kind of skin that was only acquired from living in good country air. One of her greatest delights was brushing, combing and plaiting their hair as she got them both ready to go to school. She was sorry that she had never been able to give Sam a son. She knew full well that he yearned for one. But on the other hand, she was eternally grateful that neither Emily nor Bella had inherited their father's brawny limbs or thick-set features. Sam made time for the village boys, and never turned one of them away from his forge, if they wanted to watch him heating his irons in the furnace then hammering and beating the metal to form many farm implements. He also gave of his time to the boys' brigade, marching with the band on occasions when there was something for the village to commemorate. "'That's as may be,' said Janet Swimford. She was just a few weeks short of forty-five and had a plain sort of face and mousy-coloured hair. Yet she stood out in a crowd, because of her ability to always look smartly dressed. Probably because her husband, Claude, worked in a solicitor's office, and she felt she had to keep up appearances. 
Janet acted as the tea lady and organised various outings for the members for the Women's Guild. But we haven't got a lot to brag about when you get down to the basic bits of life, she added. If you're talking about the fact that we haven't got water on tap in the house, you want to remember that although we have to draw it up from the well in the garden using a bucket on a rope, it's pure, not polluted anyway. And I certainly don't mind having the lavatory at the end of the garden. Much healthier, I'd say, than having it fixed inside of your house. Emma's tone was sharp. Emma was short and plump, with cheeks like rosy apples. A true countrywoman with a heart of gold. But when making a point, she could be very forthright. Yet if Kate Simmons was not around, it was Emma that folk in trouble mainly turned to. What about electricity? Aggie wasn't going.